Hello, I'm Kim Allen, and this is Little Deaths. <sighs> ah, I am dying a whole lot of deaths right now. Just a whole lot of deaths. Um, I guess first off, I should say that I did record this episode yesterday because I, I committed to you and to myself to record an episode every Friday. And I did that. I summoned every last ounce of energy that I had yesterday and I made that happen. And it disappeared. No, it didn't disappear. It was actually my fault. I am recording this episode from North Hollywood, California, from my friend Chastin Harmon's house. Shout out to Chastin. And I'm using her equipment because as I was flying from Oaxaca to LA a few days ago, the base to my mic stand was confiscated. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I was upset and I, I let that upset show. <laughs> I, was, I was very pissed. Mainly because I had been traveling from Oaxaca to LA many times this year. And all across the U.S. with this mic base and mic stand. And I hadn't been a problem. But for some reason on this day, they decided that I was going to use the mic base to bludgeon someone in the head on the airplane. I don't know. I, I don't know what they thought I was going to do, but they wouldn't let it go and they took it. And so here I am using Chaston's equipment and um, I hooked something up incorrectly. I don't know. But I recorded the episode and there was no audio. And my lovely friend Tika from Oaxaca, shout out to Tika. She texted me on WhatsApp and was like, girl, I, I refreshed the podcast app, wanted to see if you record your episode. And I went on there and, and there's just, I hear nothing. I fast forward to the middle and to the end and there's just, there's nothing here. And I was like, oh no, 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 crap, 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 crap. So here I am again doing a little something for you um, and for me, you know, and it won't be the same. It'll be different and that's fine. But I just mainly want to talk about kind of where I am right now. And where I am is having a very, very rocky transition back to L.A. from Oaxaca. Um, I wanted it to be smooth. <laughs> I wanted it to be um, light and airy and I wanted to seamlessly integrate myself back into my life here and that has just not been the case I think a couple of things are happening one I love my life in Oaxaca it's many of you know I've been living there since April of last year and it's kind of been an absolute dream even when things are hard there, it's still kind of like coated in this beautiful like syrup. 
there's just like syrup surrounding everything and you can't be upset when there's syrup dripping from everything you know (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense to you or not but that's the only way that I can express it in my mind right now it just the the corners the edges are soft and when I when you fall it feels like there's a nice padding a nice coating that just protects you and I'm so grateful for that level of protection that I felt while I've been living there um the sunshine every day the warmth of the of the sun the the mountains like being literally like encapsulated in mountains all the time walking everywhere i mean forget your 10,000 steps okay i I'm, I'm averaging 15 to 18,000 steps a day my body is moving my feet are touching the ground and it feels right I haven't stepped foot in a grocery store in months. I I go to the market. I can see all the fruits and vegetables. I can talk to the people who grow the fruits and vegetables. I can build community with them. I can touch. I can feel. I can smell. I can just be a part of something a part of like a community gathering that really goes beyond food but is fully centered around good food and being well yesterday i went to the grocery store here in la i went to y'all i went to three different grocery stores i was going through it so i was like bordering on a meltdown anyway but I went to three different grocery stores and I didn't buy anything. I just wandered through the halls of the grocery store, wandered down the aisles, and I tried to find something that felt like food and I just couldn't do it. my, My body was not connecting to anything. I could not activate my senses or my taste buds or my desire to buy anything. I just couldn't do it. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be hard. This is going to be a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. (sighs) So there's all those things. And then, (laughs) you know what, I should mention, I think I'll talk more about this next week, but Oaxaca is a celebratory place. Oaxaqueños are celebratory people. My first couple of days in Oaxaca, I was staying in an Airbnb and I hear these horrible sounds and I'm like, oh fuck, am I in a war zone? Like, shit, I didn't do enough research. Is there some kind of conflict happening here? And I messaged my Airbnb hosts and I was like, sorry hey i'm sorry are, are, those, are those bombs are, like what what's like should i should i be concerned like should i be hiding under the bed relocating what's the deal and she's like oh no 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 those are just those are just fireworks fuego artificial they're just fireworks and um you know it's it's the day of the construction worker 
I'm like, oh, okay. The day of the construction worker. Cool. That That's a three-day, the three-day thing. Like, okay, got it. A three-day celebration of the construction worker. Hey, you know what? I'm here for it. I just wish that these fireworks were a little less bomb-like because my nervous system is kind of going crazy. And it, and it, it went crazy for pretty much the duration of the time that I was there. The thing is, I was socialized to believe that fireworks um that you know you endure the sound because the payoff is these beautiful lights in the air that make it all worth it and just gorgeous streaming colorful lights through the air at at nighttime normally in Oaxaca fireworks are something completely different there's no relation to lights in the air. In fact, lights in the air are really not part of the equation at all. Um, it's really just the sound. And the sound is a lot more bomb-like than I ever remember fireworks being in my entire life. So it could be 1, a, 1 a.m. and you're just hearing what sounds exactly like a series of bombs. I mean, there's... There's just really no difference sound-wise. So you've got to train your body to understand that so that you're not constantly having a spike in your um, in your nervous system every time that you hear these sounds. I was never really able to fully control that spike and um, it was a bit uncomfortable it, to the point where I mean, I have I have questions. I would love to maybe do some kind of a study on the Oaxaqueños and and just find out like um, like are are y'all good? <laughs> how are you How are you actually able to just go on about your business with these with these bomb like sounds going off all the time um, that that you are creating that that could just end? You know, we could all just decide, hey, we're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to like sit in this beautiful silence, but we're just collectively deciding that that's not what we're doing um so yeah I never quite got used to that but aside from that just the idea of celebrating yourself the day of the chauffeur the day of the construction worker the day of the children that whatever day it's like the month of Gilagetza, the month of the independencia you know the, the month of muerto celebrations. I mean, there is, I challenge you to find a day on the Oaxaca calendar where something or someone is not being celebrated. Parades in the street. I mean, marching bands. I cannot tell you the number of times I woke up at 6 a.m. to the sound of a marching band. And yes, it was really annoying in the moment, but part of me had to just give this begrudging respect. You guys are you guys are marching through the streets at 6 a.m. with your clarinet. I mean, wow. Wow. And I don't think it's I don't think it's any I don't think it's a coincidence that I ended up in such a celebratory place in a moment in my life where I needed to figure out a way to celebrate myself and it didn't have to be because I landed some huge job or 
I got a massive influx of cash or I got on TV or whatever benchmarks I've decided for myself however however many years ago that were worthy of celebration I'm worthy of celebration because I exist because I'm here because I'm who I am in the world because I show up every day because I try my best to breathe into my purpose and to share who I am with other people and that I'm vulnerable and that I love all those things are worthy of celebration and I'll just take this second to thank Oaxaca for revealing that to me and there's going to be a lot more thinking of Oaxaca but I do want to transition a little bit to the other part of this crash landing back to LA that I'm finding challenging. And it's the skin condition that I've been dealing with for about a year and a half. And it's a situation that has caused me to have to change my diet, to stop eating gluten and dairy and alcohol and caffeine and really all the things that, you know, we enjoy. Um, but it's not just about what I've had to cut out. It's about a shifting relationship with who I am visually. <laughs> the visual representation of who I am. Now, you guys have heard me talk a lot on this podcast about wanting to be seen and trying to see myself through other people's eyes mainly men men that I was dating but not just people I was dating through you know mentors friends whoever but just trying to find a reflection of myself that felt good through somebody else's eyes and not through my own and a lot of my work a lot of my self-love journey has been about unplugging the power cord out of those people and plugging it back into myself and letting the love I have for myself be enough and not constantly needing to see myself reflected in a certain way in order to know that I was indeed worthy, that I am indeed worthy. So that journey has had a lot of twists and turns. But a year and a half ago, I think I would have said, you know, I've, I've pretty much arrived. Like, I've got a routine. I've got a morning routine. You know, I'm journaling every day. I'm, I'm exercising, but not to, you know, reach some unattainable physical goal but just because I want to feel good in my body I'm not people pleasing the way I used to I'm letting people fall out of my life that that should fall out of my life and I'm putting energy into cultivating deeper connections with those who are you know committed to fostering something beautiful with me just like I'm committed to fostering something beautiful with them 
I'm being authentic. I'm showing up authentically to my work. I'm speaking my truth. I mean, I'm doing the work. (laughs) I'm doing the daily work of not only self-acceptance, but radical self-love. And then this skin thing started happening. (laughs) And... All that work I thought that I had done. I mean, not thought. All that work that I had actually done. It was called into question. And the question was, do you still love yourself when your physical appearance shifts in such a way where you no longer find yourself beautiful? Do you love yourself then? And I was just like, God, you were really trying me, okay? Like, you know that this is my Achilles heel. You know that I've been working my whole life to accept my physical body. You know that I've been constantly giving my power away and begging for romantic interests to... Show me that I was beautiful and worthy so that I didn't have to do that work myself. You know that this has been my biggest issue. And I've worked so hard to overcome it. And now you're going to throw a wrench in the plan like this? Really? Really? So as the situation progressed over the last year and a half... Um, I had to face that question, you know, and I didn't face it right away because at the beginning, I think I was just really, really, really focused on curing it. And I spent, you know, thousands of dollars trying to figure out how to make this thing go away. Just make it go away. Nope. Shut, shut up. Nope. Nope. I actually don't care. Nope. Nope. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Like, Just make the shit go away. Here's the cash. Heal me and do it quickly. Was my mentality. As you can guess, that didn't really work out so well. (laughs) And I became aware of the fact that this was not going to be an overnight process. That this was not going to be a one and done situation. That I was going to have to do a lot of research on my own to get to the root cause of what was actually happening in my body, in my gut, that was causing my skin to react in this way. I had to shift my relationship to my body and stop fighting it and start honoring it and realizing that these these loud cues these rashes on my skin on my arms and legs and face were my body's way of being like hey you need to address this (laughs) and if it goes unaddressed it's going to be a much bigger problem later I had to find a way to be like thank you body you know even in the midst of feeling like complete and total shit, feeling like my my face was morphing before my eyes, like feeling the burning sensation throughout my body that 
felt like I had just dipped myself in acid, literally. And I know that sounds dramatic, but this is actually the way that it felt. It would be so intense that I couldn't do anything else. I mean, I couldn't have a conversation with someone. I couldn't work. I couldn't look for work. I couldn't exercise or move around. I couldn't do anything because the only thing that my brain could register was the pain and discomfort that was right in front of me. And so when it got really bad, I would often just surrender to my bed and, you know, try to wait for it to pass and and fall into a place of, of very, very deep depression where I will say I never considered taking my own life but there were definitely moments where I was like "Mm, I'm actually good on living (laughs) if it's gonna be like this I'm actually good on this so where's the exit sign so the question of can you love yourself through this can you still feel worthy of all the things that you're trying to call into your life when you look like this, when your body is doing this particular thing and it's manifesting in this type of physical way that, um, that you deem disgusting, um, gross, undesirable, you, you name it. Can you still love yourself through that? That's kind of been the question that's been hanging over my head for the past at least seven to eight months. There's been a couple of situations. One, after I did shrooms in San Jose, Mexico, and my body freaked out. And then when I was in New York, and then what I'm going through right now on this crash landing back to L.A., where my face and skin have just imploded seemingly out of nowhere. I mean, sometimes it can actually be that jarring. I can be totally fine one day and the next day I'm covered in bumps and redness and dry skin and my eyes are inflamed to the point where I can barely open them. I know that some of you probably saw I posted those photos on Instagram just to be totally transparent especially to anybody who maybe is dealing with chronic skin stuff or any kind of chronic issue I don't want to hide what it's like it's it's really insufferable and it's awful and it feels like shit and it doesn't feel like there's a way to get out of it once you're in it um So yeah, that's the question. And I don't really have an answer (laughs) at this moment. At this particular moment, I'm really struggling. I really, you know, have kind of locked myself away in Chaston's house. I don't want to be seen. I just kind of want to hermit. But what I do want to do is I want to try something new. Because I want to arrive at the point where I still I, I still feel 
like I'm worthy of love. Where I still feel like I'm beautiful and desirable and that I can still love myself even when I'm covered with these awful little demonic bumps that I'm literally scratching as I'm talking to you. I want to get to that point. I don't think I'm there. The truth is I just don't think I'm quite there. And that's the work, right? All this self-love work that you, that you do, that we do on a daily basis, if it's still conditional, if it's only, if it's conditional based on whether or not you think you look good, on whether or not your face is clear or your stomach's flat or you've lost that last five pounds or or somebody else is interested in you or whatever, if it's still conditional based on something, then it's not really radical self-love, is it? I was somebody who really, I think I prided myself on having really good skin because people told me, you have really good skin. You know that? And I'm like, oh, really? I do? Cool. I guess I have good skin. I have good skin. I am a person who has good skin. Awesome. And that works in my favor because I'm an actress and I'm on stage and I'm in front of the camera and like, ooh, yes, my skin. Yes, it's all working. I have great skin. You know? And now my identity is shifting from that a little bit. And it's not to say that, you know, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, woe is me and the skin thing's happening to me and it's going to be here forever. It's never going to go away. And now my skin is ruined. No, I'm not saying that because I fully believe in the power of healing and me putting my time and energy into healing my body and restoring, you know, my physical health does not mean that I'm not accepting myself the way that I am at this moment. Both things can be true. I can be putting my energy towards healing. And I can also say in this moment, my skin is doing some different things and my identity is shifting around that. And that's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. But it's going to happen, you know, like as we get older, if, if we get older, God willing, when we get older, everything is going to keep shifting and changing. And as soon as you attach to a certain form of your identity, it's going to change before your eyes. It's going to shape shift and you're going to be a doppelganger of yourself. And if the love you have for yourself is conditional based off of whatever physical form your body is taking at that point, it's fucking shallow, dude. It doesn't actually mean anything at all because our physical forms are meant to evolve. They will evolve and they will erode ultimately. So as fucking frustrating as this experience is and not just frustrating fucking painful you guys like I can't even fully express the physical pain that comes with this particular 
thing that I'm dealing with. And again, I know I'm not the only one. I know there's a million other people out there who are like, yes, girl, like I got chronic shit too. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> anyway, what I want to say is this, this situation, it's illuminated for me another layer of work that needs to be done. And I don't know exactly how to do that work. I'm super open to suggestions, too. I actually made an email address for the podcast. <laughs> it is allthelittledeaths at gmail.com. That is allthelittledeaths at gmail.com. So feel free to send me an email and let me know how you're doing this work. And if you have any suggestions for me. So... One of my ideas was to let myself be seen even in the midst of dealing with one of my skin outbreaks, one of my really, really intense ones. And so part of the way I did that, did that was that post on Instagram. So you can all see exactly what it looks like. And I'm not hiding from it. I'm not pretending like it's not as bad as it is. I'm worthy to be seen, even when my skin looks like that. And so I did that for me. Made that post for me. So that's one way. Um, and the other way, something else I was thinking about trying out, is um, affirmations. Which I know you're probably thinking like, yeah, affirmations like cool like you don't already do that like that seems pretty on brand for someone like you yeah I would think it would be on brand for me too but I've never really connected to affirmations I think like I don't know if you remember on 90s tv shows first of all the being the butt of the joke was always like you being gay or you being fat <laughs> like go back and watch any 90s tv show they were like obsessed with you being gay or fat it's really wild but the other thing was like the character that did affirmations was always considered like crazy or unstable or you know tiptoeing dangerously close to having a psychotic break there's an episode of sex in the city where i think like Charlotte wants to call in love as she kind of always does. And she's doing these love affirmations and Carrie's like, oh God, like this chick's crazy. And maybe that's part of what I internalized around affirmations. Like I think the story that I'm telling myself about affirmations is that they're pathetic and that you are pathetic if you do them and that you're desperate <laughs> and that they don't actually work. But I've been thinking about it recently and when we go out into the world, we just get so much negative programming. Every positive thing that we put into our body is just challenged like one after another every single time we go outside. And so there's only so much positive reinforcement you can do, you know. There's only so many books and meditations and journaling available to you. And um, 
You have to almost spend all your time doing that just to balance out the outside messaging that comes in. So I started thinking maybe a daily affirmation is could be a really cool tool to introduce into my tool chest and start implementing every day like some kind of loving statement that I could say in the mirror every single day and just see because like I said I haven't tried that out yet so it's worth a try and I'm not sure what that loving statement is going to be yet I think I'm going to think on it over the weekend but when I think of it I will share and I'm going to start saying that statement to myself every single day. So those are two things I'm going to do to try to double down on my worth and my love for myself, even while I'm in a body that kind of feels like it's betraying me. <laughs> even while my physical form does not match up to what I desire even when I feel like nobody would look at me the way I look right now and be like she's beautiful I am going to love myself through those feelings and I'm going to do these two things I'm going to let myself be seen and I'm going to do a daily affirmation and I'm going to start there because as you know, there is no quick fix to any of this, but my commitment is to not give up on myself. That's what I'm committing to because I'm here for a big reason. I'm here for a massive reason. There's so much more that I'm supposed to do in this world I know that to be true. I can feel it at my core. And um, I can't allow a chronic skin issue to take me off my path. I can't do that. <laughs> and we can't do that. We can't let these challenges come in and completely derail who we're meant to be in the world. Oh, that was little Vixen. Hi, Vixen just the cutest little puppy you guys she's giving me so much love and care hi baby yeah we can't do that um we just can't we can't do that and at the end of the day these challenges are here to teach us something and this is not how i would have chosen to deepen my love for myself, I think there, I would have chosen almost anything else before I would have chosen this. Because this fucking sucks. Have I said that already? It fucking sucks. But it is what I'm being presented with. So I'm going to accept the challenge. Not that I really have any other choice, but I'm going to accept the challenge. And whatever that thing is in your life that is needling you at this moment or that thing that you don't want to deal with or that pattern that keeps popping up, I just want to encourage you to meet the challenge and maybe 
together, we can imagine that there is something so deep on the other side of meeting that challenge, that there's something so profound for us to arrive to, like a depth of understanding in ourselves that we can have access to as we wade through those seemingly impossible waters. Thanks for listening. I'm going to end it on that note. Oh, one last thing. So in November, I was able to do this event called On Air Fest, where I told a story from my podcast and I sang an original song for the podcast that I will be adding on here at some point soon. Things are crazy right now, but my friends and I are going to record the song and it will be the theme song of the podcast. But I was thinking about it. I was thinking about the words and I was like, fuck, these words. They are so accurate. And I've been in such a low place. But when I thought about those words, I was like, dude, it's just a little death. Like, that's what this is. Like, get comfortable with it, girl. Get comfortable with it. There's going to be a million more before you're through. So anyway, the words go, the girls told me I'm shedding my skin And that's the reason I don't recognize myself Spirit got there Before my feet I'm holding my breath I got my arms around me It's just a little death mm. It kind of hurt like ah, it's just a little death. Mm. There'll be a million more before I'm through. I died a little death. Mm. It kind of hurt like ah, and if I'm lucky, yay. There'll be a million more before I'm through. Just a little death, just, just a little death, la la la. Just a little death. Just, just a little death, la la la. Just a little death, just, just a little death, la la la. Just a little death, just. There'll be a million more before I'm through. There'll be a million more before we're through. I love you. <laughs>